da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. The cast assembled for Netflix's The Devil All the Time, just one of 496 original Netflix movies this year. And only one of a few that we're going to be discussing on the podcast. Because, guys, we're kind of in the weird in-between. We're nothing, you know, typically we talk about this every year. But it's even weirder this year, September, with no theater movies. Somebody in our Discord, I think Emma, last night was asking, hey, what's the schedule? And I was like, I don't know. Let's, let's, it's kind of weird. We're just going to take it day by day, to quote yeah, Jason Garrett. Just, just, just taking to, it day by day, just yeah. trying to trying to mm-hmm. have a good day today. We'll yeah, get to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see. It's a process, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly thank you, Netflix, for, for keeping mm-hmm. us at least active on mm-hmm. something new going right. on. Um, cause you know, Quibi ain't, ain't got nothing happening now. I mean, every day I wake up and the first thing I do is I, is I quib, you know, <laughs> I just quib my brains out as soon as I, uh-huh. it's my eyes open mm-hmm. and yeah, it's been disappointing. And you're so speaking of Quibi. Yeah. For sale. <laughs> shockingly. Yeah. Has our acquisition come through yet? They haven't. I think okay. chicken soup outbid us by a dollar. Oh. They bid it's on eBay right now. I saw Quibi's on eBay. The high bid is uh, yeah nine bucks. Mm. Oh, cool. We should maybe they do beat it our that. eight. Just to, yeah, I'll go as high as ten. Uh, we're gonna have just to talk for the about cool this off the air. Where before we don't I'll do go. that right now. We'll talk I mean, about it, it. I don't know. If it's it would worth be 10. great if Mad About Movies LLC owned Quibi, kind of like Chicken <laughs> Soup for the Soul owns crack, Crackle. <laughs> That'd be good, good full really circle. Expand our portfolio. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's honestly a smart purchase. Podcast with literally hundreds of listeners acquires <laughs> Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Quibi would be like, all right, just. It all stock. Come on. We just got to get uh, something for this. It's like, you know, trading a seventh round pick. I, it's yeah. a lot of football mindset today, but, you know, trade a seventh round pick. At least you get something for the guy. Yeah, you know, sure, it's better than sure. throwing him on the street mm-hmm. and. It was an all stock transaction too. They didn't even right, cash yeah. out of us. We mm-hmm. just gave them three right. shares of our fledgling <laughs> them, media enterprise. Yeah, we sent them a copy of "Now You See Me" that we all autographed. <laughs> oh, sick! Well, then yeah. now we're talking. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Netflix, for for keeping us going here. The Devil of the Time. Never heard of this movie, but I saw it come up on the on the upcoming list, and man, this cast is is impressive. It's just I'm blown away every time Netflix brings one of these to the table. At you know they they're not settled with all right, just get Tom Holland and a couple of you know randos, and we'll just throw Tom Holland on a poster and put it on Netflix. Like they really <laughs> go for this twenty five people you've heard of, directors you've heard of, um, producers that are experienced. I mean, it really impresses me every single time at the level of quality that they're trying to achieve at at netflix you know to varying degrees of success but that's just my first instinct when i saw this movie uh come up and when i sat down to watch it any uh reaction to that before we get into this (sighs) yeah no i mean it's 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 definitely they're definitely throwing money at at known names not like huge huge stars but they're definitely 
there's definitely a production value of that they're they're trying to get to. Um, it's 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 interesting. You know, a bright level. You know, they're yeah. Exactly. It only gets it this one is more bright of a, every so often. You know, there's that thing. Not to go back to sports again, but there's like the two in basketball. There's like the two versions of building a team. You know, you either get like the two huge stars and build, and then a bunch of role players around that, or you try to go with some depth. And get a lot of like mediocre stars. That's what this one this mm-hmm. one feels like. Or people on their way up. Sure. I mean we good know analogy. Pattinson right. and Holland are pretty big, but they're not like you know, it's not like a Will Smith or something. Right. His heyday or something. The rock. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're the they're going for the twenty eleven Mavs strategy instead of yeah. the uh twenty twelve <laughs> heat strategy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Say that. Right. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So awesome. They're doing the right thing. In, in this in this analogy, of course, uh Mia Wasikowska is is uh, is Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. Totally forgot. They both have Abraham Lincoln neck tats. <laughs> totally a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. CGI budget on this was yeah. way higher than yeah. you'd expect, just because of the the Abe Lincoln on the old Adam's apple. It's yep. Tough. <laughs> I had totally not, not forgot. Period appropriate. <laughs> Sorry for the fifties, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, agree to disagree. <laughs> the I totally forgotten about Mia Wasikowska. I, yeah, I don't think like I had seen her. Doesn't really in, since in. Alice in Wonderland. I don't think yeah. I'd seen her in in ten years in anything. <laughs> I, I'm trying to to log my brain, and maybe we'll do an IMDb game later. <sighs> before, and we'll quiz ourselves on that. So stay off your comps. She did Stoker. That had some buzz okay. a couple of years ago. I did not care for that. I did movie, not see that. I had, some, had heard. Had I, know, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, the Dracula. But that was thing. seven years ago, so you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had with Eisenberg, too. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dostoevsky one. Uh, the Double? The Double, yeah. I don't think I saw that either, but I know what you're talking about. Well, good to see her doing something, and I, I know she's got a lovely accent of her own, but it was cool to see her doing a backwoods accent. By the way, Richard, you're very anti-woods. Mm. I'm anti-backwoods. Okay. I can't get into <laughs> I can't get into a backcountry. I'm with that. Uh, you know, it's a lovely lovely part of the country. I don't know, just the stories there I feel like are always so stereotypical, cliché like rednecks yelling at each other all the time and mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just very few that of them that have been done well. And maybe this is among those, among the better of those. But anytime it's like in in early 1940s West Virginia, I'm like, I'm out. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I anything sure. in that setting, I just I can't get into. And it's not good. It was a dark part of our history. A lot of bad things and people happening. And you don't love the. I don't like glorifying it. Talking about it. Um, I'm not, not that I'm trying to like brush it aside or anything. I just yeah. don't think it's been done well on screen. You hate like, the banjo. Yeah, mm, no, yeah. I love the banjo. Big bluegrass guy. That's what's what contradictory your back here. Says. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it says I hate banjo, and it has a banjo with a uh, cross an like X a through it. Cross out through it. Yeah, he like has a, a cigarette. But he does love a wash. He has a tattoo of a washboard on his stomach because it's mm-hmm. like washboard yeah. abs. Right. Double yep, meaning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the backup washboard player for Blues Traveler too. So you gotta <laughs> understudy. Right. Use understudy the correct term for for John Popper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you got that. Right <laughs> I heard that song. I'm not kidding you. 
two and a half days ago. Um, when I Not was bad. Out, out I never punched and, and I had blue- and, and I was like, remember Blue and Blues Traveler was like the, <laughs> I know. The I never thing. purposely listen to Blues Traveler, but when it comes on, I certainly don't mind it. They have some sure. catchy pop hits but i'm always like why was this so popular it's weird yeah. i mean i'm not that one that song was, was like but the biggest song of all time at the yeah. time <laughs> it's just really weird that mm-hmm. that band really took off yeah weird, well weird when the song yeah. opens and you hear that harmonica solo you're like but, what is this yeah and that was a huge hit right up the top of the oh my goodness i know they're like a john scat. Jazz yeah. harmonica band with pop hooks. And you're like, yep, let's sign them to Columbia Records. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make them 90s biggest, were it. Yeah. Put them everybody was FM. winning in the 90s. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody was making money, including yeah. nothing says Ska top was huge. 40. Think like, about that. Ska. I mean, goodness. How do you yeah. tell me? Yeah. I don't. I still super into the cherry popping daddies, though. So <laughs> big. Oh, that's man. Zoom, I'm zoom, a big bad right. voodoo daddy guy. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're, not, we're not friends if we're... I'm totally big I bad I still wear daddy. a zoot suit most places. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, then, do you have a riot but... everywhere you go? I only have one, though, and I've been do wearing it since 1994, riot? so it does... Well, you can't smell. get one anymore. They're very difficult to come across, mm-hmm. so I get it. I only it's quote swingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I like the Stray Cats, but Brian Setzer Orchestra is a sellout. Like, I'm hardcore mm-hmm. about it. Right. I'm only going to be into music from 1998 to 2000. <laughs> well, it was like, the best. Like, that, like that's the, the old, that, yeah, it's like, only, I only, own, my only vinyl is Brian Setzer Orchestra, <laughs> Savage Garden, <laughs> and that tattoo group. Like, I think that was around that time. I don't know. <laughs> All the things you said running through my yeah. head, running through yeah, my head. I think that, yeah, I think that was. Right around there. But that, yeah, that, that window. Yeah. Was anybody having a bad time from 96 to 2000? <laughs> they were standing with people on the mountains. They were bathing with people in seas. I mean, what a time to be alive. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, so, man, all I have to say, can't do backwoods. Like I yeah. said, lovely part of the country. Love going up there. You backwoods a lot. Gorgeous. I've been up there. He's trying uh, to get lost. Touring He's... and things like that, driving through there, and uh, it is it's lovely. Pretty. But it is. Um, I just, I, like I said, I think... It's just asking for a really stereotypical cliche movie when you throw is, that into yeah. the mix. There's but a yeah, lot of a lot of talking. tropes that come with it. <laughs> Everyone has that same kind of dirty white T-shirt on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of flannel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of overalls. A lot of overshirts. Yeah. A lot of overshirts. A lot of smoking cigarettes. Overall. Yeah. There's always one like really drunk guy that's shirtless. That mm-hmm. just shows up out of nowhere and starts yelling, and they're like, "Get out of here! <laughs> get out!" And he's like, "You know the town." Go on, knows. get yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on, get out. You know that guy, Brian. Did you just say so. you're not a fan of overalls? Is that what you said? Yeah, not a fan of the overall. Yeah, I don't like overalls. No, I heard those were I coming think that back. Can go unsaid. I think yeah. we are. That's implied. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> that, only you do, unless too. you're old weird. school breakdancing and you wear the one, the one shoulder mm-hmm. thing. Right, which right. you do, or you're over the age of eighty and you're still working, like you're still doing farm work or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Then it's fine. But how do you feel about coveralls? Nope, I'm out. I'm out on all alls. I guess that's my that's my take. I'd go coverall over an overall. Okay, but they'd always. I I've, the only ever time I've worn those kind of things, like if you're doing a painting thing or something. Mm-hmm. It, they, I, maybe I'm just weird proportion, but they never fit right. So they like pulls down on my shoulders because my legs are too long. To, 
I don't know how the coverall works. It seems like yeah. it's a really hard fit. Yeah, it's not 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 comfortable, in my opinion. Yeah. I Richard mean, had you twenty five um, years, so I yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe there's a lot of technology changes in, in overall. Yeah, maybe there's like Under Armour like yeah, yeah. dry fit uh <laughs> coveralls. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right to For us. The modern farmer. Mm-hmm. Redis letters. Thirty one fifteen Westheimer Drive. And that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Doing bits, doing bits. Try to get to it here. Richard, had you ever heard of this book, uh The Devil All the Time by Donald no. Ray Pollock? Novel. No, I hadn't. And honestly, I thought it was that Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Marissa Tomei movie until about right when it came out. <laughs> yeah. What was that I called? saw this until on our calendar and I was like, oh, we must be doing a throwback to that. That was kind of a weird movie. It opened really aggressively. And then it was this and I was like, oh, didn't know. Isn't that a was it? Lumet, Lumet movie or something? I think it was. It might have been his last one. Yeah, it was his, I think. I can't remember the name. Devil, Devil Wears Prada or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Cindy Lumet's The Devil Wears Prada. Starting Before Phil the Devil Seymour Knows Hoffman. You're Dead. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. See? There we go. There you go. You can well, see my confusion. Uh, another thing that I don't like in terms of movie cliches is the very passionate Baptist preacher possessed mm. guy too. And I think Paul Thomas Anderson did it pretty well with there will be blood and Paul mm-hmm. Dano. I thought I loved that interpretation sure. of that, but this is, I don't know what the guy's name is. Uh, uh, who plays Roy Harry Melling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The dude's creepy. You need to see him. Yeah. He's in Harry he's Potter. You're uh, Dudley Dur- Dursley. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's Dudley. And this is like yeah. the, he was the, if you remember, he was the farmer guy in The Old Guard, and mm-hmm. he was yep. the cripple in the, um, the Coen Brothers Western. I'm sorry, what was that called? The, the, um. No Country? Like, no. True that was on Netflix. True. Uh, oh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yes, yes. Yeah. He was the. He How do you not the, remember the that name? It's such a. Cripple. Right. Easy to remember <laughs> name, Brian. Gosh, together. He's the official actor of Netflix movies, I guess. Mm. He signed a lifetime contract for like, a westerns uh, too, like yeah. Andy McDowell with L'Oreal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a pretty Linker creepy it. part of this movie. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. So cool. you know, just in terms of of bringing it to what I was talking about earlier, of throw Tom Holland on a poster. Tom mm-hmm. Holland's not really in this movie very much. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he kind of is towards the end and middle, but. A lot of Bill Skarsgård, a lot of Pattinson, a lot of Jason Clark. Mm-hmm. It's and an ensemble, yeah. a big ensemble. Yeah, but I mean, obviously Tom is peaking, so he gets the the poster mm-hmm. for sure. Poster, for sure. I guess I don't know. Credit. His face is giant on the the devil all the time. But yeah, what what do we think about these types of movies, Brian? Or you've got I, I, you know really you know. Very religious extremism mm-hmm. meets backwoods meets sure. uh, people killing each other. It, it seems to be a subgenre of of film sure. in some way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that can be done well. I think this movie does it well at times, um, and other times maybe a little bit less so. I I'm kind of with you. It's not a, it's not a lot of tropes that I that I particularly like. I like that part of the country. I have a 
I have a great admiration and respect for uh, small town living and and farm life and stuff. Like it's not for me, but I I don't know. My grandparents lived in the middle of nowhere, and I spent a lot of time in in those types of places. And I really I really like when I drive through a small town that kind of stuff. I I dig I dig the whole idea of it. But this is a lot of the tropes that I that are difficult or uncomfortable or whatever about, about small town living about, um, that area of the country. And then you add in all the, the gross preacher stuff. It's just, this is not, this is definitely not a movie that is, that is made for, for Brian Gill. I feel like, so it's, it's not my, it's not, it's not my favorite experience that, that I've had. That's uh, weird. Cause I've seen you give those same sermons where you, where you, well, right, spiders on your face. Yeah, but it's times. it's, I, it's I, like, but when you live it, you know, do you really want to watch it? <laughs> yeah, on the screen? Uh-huh, that's it's fair. like, I mean, you know, it's tough. It's, it's I'm so so used to it. So, yes, yeah. yes. And you you see you critique it in a way that you know a lay person just can't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this this is a. I don't want to. I don't want to give away. I don't really even know how to grade movies like this <sighs> yeah, anymore kind of because fun. it's it's like from a film quality standpoint, yeah, you can see the values of it. And, uh, I know, some, I know a lot of our listeners in our discord, um, really seem to appreciate it. I saw a lot of good reviews for it and stuff. And it's like, I see that also it took me three days to watch it because it's just so unrelentingly bleak yeah. and depressing. And it feels like, and it's it feels like an Oscar movie from 2002, mm-hmm. you know, or something. It's just, very much it, so just has to in order for a movie to get awards it has to be the most depressing thing you've ever seen and and that's it it really goes for it yeah. on that. I don't know it's been a while since I've seen a movie like that um I guess or at least the one that sticks out and so this was uh this is a this is a I don't know this is a tough tough film go I almost said going you're not really going it's a film it's a tough film watching experience I think yeah, and, and again, it's it's not helped by the fact that it's a million hours long, which it doesn't need to be. Which is my main, you know, this is like the ultimate. You can this is well over two hours for reasons. You know, and just I think it adds to the unrelenting. It's like almost like a character in the film is like the length because it's so unrelenting. And it's like, well, <laughs> you thought the tone was unrelenting. Well, let's add an extra forty minutes to this for no reason. Yeah. Um. So, and I get it. It's 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 kind of different, right? That when you're when it's straight to Netflix because you're not in a theater or whatever, but it's still, still kind of, uh, especially when it's something this sort of purposefully bleak, but also, you know, it's trying to, I mean, it's not like bleak for bleak sake. I'm just trying to accurately tell some kind of story. And there's, there is like merit to this in a lot of ways, especially in, um, you know, some of the, there's some pretty, you know, there's some intensity to this, which is is really well done. Um, that's kind of uh, that that is effective. Um, but you you kind of go not to be too like not that I'm in any sort of this industry. But you look at it, you go, who's this for? Like, what? Why did? How did this get money? Like, I mean, I understand Netflix has just unlimited cash and it has a good cast and some showy roles for actors, but yeah. you know, this isn't ever going to win an Oscar, and then it's not really going to be for most of people so like you go mm-hmm. what, what is, how did this get uh but i think you know i think it has some really cool names attached and gives them some some chance to sign and 
that happens. There's definitely some showy scenes in it, but uh, this will be forgotten. I mean, probably by the time we're doing this episode. Yeah, I've already forgotten it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) In the midst of this episode, I forgot about it. So there you go. Well, I mean, that's that's all good points all around. And, you know, I understand Tom Holland wanting to not do big movies or Disney movies or whatever. You know, maybe this for him is a step in the right direction and gives him a little bit more credibility. Yeah, he's you know, got it's that a little Russo bit of a, brother drama later too. Uh about like, you know, seems yes. like it'd be a big budget, but it's like about, you know, drug addicts in Cleveland or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but but to follow up on what I was asking you earlier, Richard, of had you heard of this? You know, I thought maybe if this is some novel that people love yeah. and Netflix scooped it up and was like, Oh, we're gonna do this with Tom Holland and I mean I'm certainly not some some kind of audience. Yeah, I, I mean it may be I you know, this isn't a book I'd heard of. I, I, it was weird that the narrator is the author. It's kind of interesting. I kind of liked the narration. Yeah, me too. It was good. It's well done. Um, and it's cool homage to the to the writer. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. But uh, I, I I mean I don't think this was like a huge bestseller because I think it's it's pretty. Uh, you know, these kind of books don't always unless it's like you know uh, women murdering spouses kind of stuff. You know, those are the kind of thriller books that really take off. This is more like kind of southern. Um, or you know, rural lit. Um, so I mean, I think it was well, very well reviewed, and probably the right people really liked it. Many people that you know look for things to adapt. Uh, but I don't think this was any sort of big, you know, hit in 2010 or whenever this book came out, from what I remember. But it's very kind of you know Faulkner esque or Cormac McCarthy, you know, those sort of yes, um, that sort of thing. But uh. And I, I think it was obviously if it was made, it was successful. But I don't think it was ever any sort of. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what movie this reminded me of in terms of watching experience, and this is these movies are not alike at all in terms of what they're about, but just in terms of the tone. Remember uh, in 2014 when we talked about a most violent year with mm-hmm. Chastain and sure. Oscar Isaac and David O. Yellow yeah. and it's like really well shot, really well acted, gr- good script. Um, you know, like a B to a B minus kind of a movie, but it's it's over two hours long, and it's just like so bleak for the yeah, entire two hours. Too. It's not as bleak as something like Manchester by the Sea, but right, and it has some standout moments in that, but very forgettable and didn't mm-hmm. no one cared, didn't win anything. Um, yeah, it just it just kind of fits into that category for me. Yeah, yeah, I got to the I knew nothing about this coming in. I got to the end of it, and I fully expected to see based on the book by Cormac McCarthy at the yeah. end because it's just it's so McCarthy I mean it's 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 the road Mike McCarthy I mean it's yeah right uh it was it's it, it never never really stops on that that kind of uh Cormacness too. you know a backwoods subgenre movie that I do like have you guys seen Prince Avalanche with Paul Rudd I have yeah, yeah. that was a good one Great soundtrack on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, explosions. Yeah. 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 So this one kind of has it all uh, except humor. <laughs> <laughs> the narration is kind of funny. There, there's a little bit of. Um, yeah. There's wryness to the narration. Yeah. Wryness is, that's a great word for it. We don't use that word enough uh, in the narration, I thought. But, but it feels, 
I was thankful for the couple of times that I, you know, half chuckled to myself, but then it immediately was like, and then he killed his father, you know, was like, oh no, like, geez, that, that went weird uh-huh. real fast. And he shoots himself in the head and he <laughs> yeah, dies. Yeah. And... yeah. We got to get yeah, back it's... to the bleak real fast. I don't know. I, this to me is just, it's the type of thing that like, I'm sure that I could read this book and appreciate the book. Watching it on screen is just it. I was by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, "Please let this end." I yeah, I need I need out of this real bad. This is I don't know. I don't know what the difference is psychologically between those two mediums. Maybe I just expect it more from from this type of book than I than I do from them. I don't know. It, it's like I said, it's been a while since we've seen for me at least, and you guys correct me if I'm not remember. You you mentioned the most violent year, and that's that's a good comparison. It's just. This was like, this occupied every Oscar ceremony from like until, I don't know. 2010. Yeah, something like that. This was the type of movie to the, it, it, it's like the, 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 it's so bad that like 30 Rock spoofed it with the, with the, uh, the Tracy Jordan, like hard movie. I can't remember what that was called, but on 30 Rock when it's just like, you know. It's like a color scheme you almost notice. Yes, yes, for sure. And like anyway, a, this that's what this this reminded me of is all of those movies. Out of the love, Furnace uh, kind of has that little Yeah, bit yeah, yeah. Oh, the fir- that's a good that's a good Yeah, like that kind of vibe um, where you're just like, okay, right. I get this. This is probably really fun for actors to do, mm-hmm. but Right. I don't you know. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. They're so, hard to review. They're really hard to review. Like, hey, I got it. Like, well, yeah. I mean, there's not depressing. much of this. Yeah. There's not much to this movie. I'll be, I'll be quite honest with you. Um, it's very predictable. Exactly what you would think yeah. it would be. It's a lot of family drama, um, some betrayal, a couple of deaths, um, some religious extremism and people walking around in the woods. Yeah. That's pretty much, pretty much the mm-hmm. movie. And I, and I hope, hopefully I summed it up pretty well uh, there. I mean, it's, thematically it tries to do a lot but i don't feel like it's subtle enough and it's the yeah. way it goes about it to like have any impact you know like it's trying right. to comment on religious um people following their faith over family and you know like the whole thing with creepy guy um <laughs> lafferty killing his wife and then trying to resurrect her and not being mm-hmm. able to and thinking he's all powerful and then people following that and then you yeah. find a, somebody you don't a, a different reverend that you don't know you should trust because of the last guy. You know, it's like a mm-hmm. lot of that, and I'm just like, okay, I get it, but you're not saying right. you're not doing it in a way that's going to turn anybody's head. <laughs> yeah, no, I I told. I mean, predictable was maybe the biggest criticism for me. It's it's there's you know four or five different storylines going on. And they don't, and at times they don't seem like they're all that connected, but I never had a thought of like, hmm, I wonder how these stories are going to inter- are going to intersect yeah. at some point. Like I always knew, okay, this spoiler, 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 I, I guess at this point, but like I always knew this ends with Tom Holland killing Jason Clark. I know where this is, this mm-hmm. is headed and I know how these, these things are all going to come together and maybe the you know, the, the notes in between A and Z are, are different or have some highs or lows or whatever, but I know where it's starting. I know where it's going. And when so much of it is just like, I don't know, bleak, bleak, bleak. It was, it was not a, it was not easy for me to stay connected to the storylines or interested in the movie. Therefore. 
Totally understandable. So a lot of big names in this movie. So we're going to do a little exercise here for people when seven years from now, when you're just <laughs> listening to ma'am and you're like, Oh, let me just listen to this devil all the time review from 2020 and see what they got going on. And you could laugh at how wrong we are uh, for this. So Brian, Richard, mm. can you rank in terms of who will have the, the biggest career in seven years, these male actors, Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, mm. Jason Clark, and Robert Pattinson. Let's rank them one to four. One being this guy's going to be the biggest star. This guy's going to have the worst career. So not Pokey Lafarge. Pokey <laughs> Lafarge is is on there. Um, I only listen to Pokey my, records too. Number yeah. one, because I mean, I think obviously, I mean, Pattinson's Batman now. I think they'll do Batman again in a few years, and I think Pokey is an obvious next choice. Um, I would say Art Pat's number one because the Batman thing and what he can maybe spin. He's had he's proven himself to be mildly versatile um, in terms of leading mandom. Jason Clark, I feel like will have a very long career, but will be sort of always in a supporting. Mm-hmm. I think we've already had the Jason Clark the as of the Apes leading thing. man yeah. or semi-leading man phase of his career. Skarsgård's at an interesting point because, like his biggest movie, he's a sort of a big star in a way because uh, of the it movies are huge. But I mean, he's in full makeup, and I don't think most people, when they see him on screen, would even know that that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but he is sort of a, a you know charming screen presence so i could see him but he he's in a he's got to like make that happen in the next two to three years to kind of take that leap some interesting choices sure. on his way um and then i think donald ray pollock the narrator is will be the greatest actor <laughs> of our generation him or pokey so one mm-hmm. two him and he and pokey <laughs> right yeah tom holland's a huge is already yeah. a huge star because yeah. of the marvel movies and and but stuff that, like that i mean i to see if he's that i mean so was toby mm-hmm. Right. And so it, yeah, it can go for sure. one of two ways. For sure. He's right. definitely a better actor than or more charming Toby. Yeah. But, uh, we'll, you know, he's got to like, I think that Russo Brothers movie he'll do, mm-hmm. um, will kind of be not make or break, but that's a really, that's got to hit. Yeah. I, I think he has, and our Pat says too, I think our Pat's has the better career. Holland might be closer to being like a movie star. Than our Pats is like Maybe, this is a also, weird. Also, he's like five four. I know Maybe that this is very thing. true. Yeah, yeah. no, he's he's not he, tall, dark, and handsome cute anymore. Yeah, it might be yeah. harder for him. But for we'll sure. See. Um, the this is a weird kind of anecdotal evidence, but the biggest uh, boost in in follows that we've ever had on Instagram came from hashtagging Tom Holland. Oh, it's sure. A, it's a very odd. Like, I'm not kidding. I mean. Maybe a hundred people in yeah. a, in two days based on either Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider... Or no, it wasn't even that. It was just something to do with Tom Holland that I put up on Instagram and it went bananas. And that kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, okay, so this guy's like actually... Got a super big su- sub I mean, he's like a heart... It's, yeah, yeah, it's a, a heartthrob it, kid, yeah. Yeah, it's a teen heartthrob thing. So we'll see how that translates yeah. to, could be to the Garrett. future. But You know, Leif Garrett got a lot of Instagram follows back in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, you could be Leif Garrett or, or DiCaprio, yeah, you know? Exactly. I mean, it could translate <laughs> exactly. with yeah. great success. Yeah. Who knows? 
Yeah. I think he's very good though. He's I thought he was he very is. good in this. I thought his acting was was yeah. I, no, he's Pattinson kind of the accent was yeah. not great. I felt like I I I would have had no problem believing that that Tom Holland was from that area of the world. Yeah, like I thought good. he did a very good job of with with his what he had on and had some of that um like the scenes where he's just like beating the crap out of people. That's yeah. that was it not necessarily cast him in a new light for me, but I was like, oh, okay, so he maybe he can do the mm-hmm. the kind of tough guy thing, even at his his uh, stature and whatnot. And I think Sebastian Stan will just be kind of where he is for a while. Have a good, sure. have a good career. What about you, Cam? Yeah. What do you think? Who would you take? Yeah, I would probably rank it Holland number one, then Pattinson, then Skarsgård, then Clark. Yeah. Okay. I think Tom Holland. I don't know. I think I think he's still got five years of big relevant window here to oh. cash in. So, yeah, I mean, he's got a. I wonder uh, if this Daisy Ridley movie flops. If that'll hurt his anymore, you know, like everything he does, they're doing everything they can walking. to prevent. That. If I was him, yeah, I would be like ever calling in. the studio, be like, "Hey, can you guys sell this to Crackle Plus or something, like so nobody sees it?" Like, they just put it in a bunch of different segments and put it on Quibi. <laughs> right, like I, cause you watch. I watch every movie on mm-hmm. in seven yeah. minute um, yeah. chunks. Schindler's List on Quibi, oh, so oh, great! It is Quibified version. Mm-hmm. It got quit right. when it, when they quibbed it. It was way better. <laughs> they didn't change the aspect ratio, so it's just kind of mm-hmm. zoomed in when you have your phone vertically on different. So you miss huge parts of it, but you know, looks like Tom Holland's got two. Okay, once Chaos Walking, and then he's got Uncharted right after that. Yeah, Uncharted could be a big deal. I, yeah. I mean, that's a huge, that is a potentially huge franchise. I don't know if it will work, because video game movies almost yeah. never work, but it is a potentially big deal. The walls. Yeah, it's true. And Antonio Banderas. That Wahlberg's been attached to that for like over 10 years. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that that movie has been in, in various stage of pre-production almost as long as the Flash movie. So it's it's been a long time, mm-hmm. a long mm-hmm. time coming. Finally, uh, the Zombieland uh, director mm-hmm. and Gangster Squad director, I should say, Ruben yeah, Fleischer. That's what I know him as. I've not heard of <laughs> Zombieland. Jumped on board to do it, and and producer of Robin Big too, I should say. Well, yeah, this is the devil all the time. By the way, uh, you talk about bleak. The title of this movie, <laughs> the devil <laughs> right. all the time. All the time. It's so bleak. <laughs> but it's free on Netflix. So where does this rank uh, in terms of Netflix good or bad movies? I mean, obviously the top are like the Irishmen's, the Romas of the world, you know, those sure. those prestige movies that will probably stand the test mm-hmm. of time. And then you've got... Yeah, Cloverfield Paradox, obviously. <laughs> and then you've got Bright, which is like the <laughs> lowest... Uh, in Mute, like those movies that are the lowest mm-hmm. point. And where does this fall mm-hmm. in that? Like right down the middle from you know this is this is right in the triple frontier uh, category. Man. It's like straight in the middle. Yeah, it's like again, it's it's so hard for me at least to 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 grade these things because like just even comparing them to the next Netflix movies we've seen, this is a much better, much more well made movie than Old Guard or Project Power or or whatever Project Power, but. <laughs> But like, I'll never ever watch this again. Like, not one frame of this will ever 
cross my eyeballs again. And I, you know, I could watch the old guard again if I had to, even though, again, this is a much better movie, but good gracious. I don't ever, I don't ever want to see it. I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's, it's tough to find a, a spot for it for me. I don't know. What about you, Arby? Yeah. Lower middle, you know, uh, but, uh, certainly not a, a embarrassment in any way. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, yeah, I'd like this a lot more if it was thirty minutes shorter. But, but uh, yeah, I'd it goes for start with things. the Sebastian Stan storyline. Yeah, entirely. Exactly. That's that's what I'd cut first right. off because, yeah, right. But yeah, in terms of like bleak movies like this, it's yeah, exactly. It it's more to me. It's more in line with something like The Road, that is another movie that I will never watch again. But is at least a very well made, well done movie. Good acting, all that kind of stuff. Versus something like. I think Monsters Ball is like kind of the peak of this of like this movie sucks. It's not a good movie at all, but because we feel bad about watching it, then it must be good. Like we equate the miserable time that we have seeing the movie to well, it must be good then. Um and it gets a bunch of Oscar nominations and stuff. Uh so it's much better than something like Monsters Ball to me, but it's it's I don't know, it's it's worse than something like The Road or um Gosh, I can't even think of another great example at this point. But anyway, it Black Snake Moan. I'm just going with different backwoods. A lot of backwoods and Black Snake Moan. Good good pull there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good pull. You know the best and this isn't really backwoods like subgenre is maybe that Beast of the Southern Wild. Maybe the best yeah. example of like showing that mm-hmm. part of society without doing it in sure. a condescending or like yeah, Maybe offensively. And, <laughs> and that movie, Beasts of the Southern Wild, did it with some element of hope right. added to it, which is nice. Um, I will say, if, if whatever my grade is, I'm still kind of sorting out my grade on this. It's much higher than it would have been if then then if Tom Holland gets in the van at the end of the movie and the hippie murders him, yeah. which is what I thought was going to happen. Same. Just the way that it was when he's falling asleep that and it was, was kind of creepy. Yes. Yes. I was like, please God, don't, I, I don't care about this movie at all, but I need to leave this with some shred of, of hope or, or, you know, decent, even a movie like crash, like there's some parts that end on a high. Right. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's nice to, to have that, but yeah, but Beast of the Southern Wild is a good one. That one, that movie did did that very well. And it got and the explored. Oscar attention too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie was really good. That's a, that's an underrated movie from from our podcasting past. There you go. We have a well, podcasting pass. I thought this was the first one. <laughs> oh, I thought you said pass. Like we're opening a movie pass competitor <laughs> podcasting pass where mm-hmm. we, we will it's, buy your we, we charge you t- we charge you ten dollars <laughs> to listen to podcasts. Yep. Mm-hmm. basically the ones it, right? that are already free but you just mm-hmm. pay us money to you will to do just that. screenshot right. us your podcast app and send it mm-hmm. to us we will pay you ten dollars but obviously right. our email's down you're not yeah but also you're not allowed to listen to it at more than 1.2 speed like we gotta we gotta make sure you're not you're yeah, not cheating the it. system here for sure all right that's the all devil right, all the right. time now streaming on the <laughs> what what, what, are you what are we giving it platform um, I'm going B. I mean, <laughs> just B, sure. like straight middle. Uh, yeah. I have no strong feelings either way. Okay. What about you? I'm Mike? with you. I'll, I'll go B as well. Just, 
I can't, I can't in good, I could not put this movie as a rotten movie on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. despite the fact that of the 50 or so movies I've seen this year, this is top five on, in terms of please don't ever make me watch that again sort of thing. It's but, but it's, yeah, it's so, it's, it's very well done. It's effective and it's what it's trying to do. It's it just is. what it's trying to do is make me kill myself. Yeah. So that's, and that was effective. <laughs> So see you later. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> uh, or or not. Um, not. We'll see. I'm gonna go C plus. Okay. You know, way too. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares after? You know, Good point. Hour fifty one. You're just like, I've got another hour of this. <laughs> For sure. Basically. All right. That's the devil all the time. If you want more podcasts from minutes, us, guys. though, wow, that was a grind. We did that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> If you want more podcasts, we've got an almost famous review Oof. coming up in honor of of twenty years. It's yes. Brian's favorite movie. We're gonna it we're is. gonna dive headfirst into almost famous talk. We got a lot to say about that. Way more than we have to say about the devil all the time. And that's going to be available over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And we talked about our Discord earlier. If you want access to that, we've got a big community of people that are always talking about movies, music, food, all kinds of fun stuff over on our discord. So yeah, you get access to that too. At about moviespodcast.com slash VIP bonus episodes, AMAs, all that coming at you. So Richard, where can we find you online? You can find me at mad about moviespodcast.com or Richard Barden on the socials. Brian, where can I find you? You can find me at Beagle 12 on Twitter. Uh, you can find my writing at mad about moviespodcast.com and briangill.gumroad.com. Kent, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter and all socials at Kent Garrison. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a positive review if you like our podcast. You had a good time. Maybe we made you smile today. Thanks so much. Hopefully, we'll see you soon at the same. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. They're calling again.